0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Stephen Gerrard says he's about to sign a new contract As Rangers turn attentions to young boys Celtic are in Romania with the pressure off Having already qualified And Craig Levine and Austin McPhee will share Sporting director duties at Hearts Until a new appointment is made I'm Gordon Duncan And joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Mark Weedy And as you said Gordon It's a massive night tomorrow for Rangers They have to bounce back from the disappointment of Sunday and get to the point that they need Against young boys for Celtic Neil Lennon will probably try out Two or three different players And then he looks towards The league duty for them On Sunday too But a massive A massive night coming up for Rangers I mean how big a period is this Jim Duffy You go straight from a League Cup final And everything that came With the fallout from that In case you hadn't heard mm. There was quite a bit um, <laughs> And straight on to Europa League action Before some important Premiership action At the weekend as well So there's no time to rest I was said It was was a big week Uh, You know A week ago When we were in the studio You know In in Aberdeen And then Celtic uh, And then Young Boys And it hasn't worked out The way Rangers would have hoped um, So far But they've got uh, You know A chance to to Rectify it a little bit Uh, Won't go all the way To healing the wounds But if they get a If they get a positive result And get into the last 16 um, then that that'll be sorry the last thirty two isn't it mm-hmm. uh, that that'll be fantastic so you know that that's they've really just got to focus on the game ahead now there's nothing mm-hmm. they can do they played very well uh, at the weekend or uh, in the end of a, a bad result but played very well so they've got to try and have a similar type of performance. But be more clinical Because all the build up To the League Cup final mark There were so many questions Obviously the most important thing Was who wins it Who walks away with the silverware But then there was that question of A marker Is it a sign of what's to come For the rest of the season It's it's now when we start to find that out We start to find out t- Tomorrow Essentially what type of hangover Rangers have If any Or if they use it to, to spur them on And then we build up to that big game In the 29th We start to find out the answer As we go along I, I hate it's an old cliche and I hate using it But the you know, but you're going <laughs> Tomorrow night for me Is the most important Rangers The most important game Rangers will play this season If they get the result they need They'll be fine If it ends in disappointment tomorrow night There's a chance that it could really go pear shape You know, a few difficult games coming up They've got to go to Fur Park Got to go to Easter Road Got to go to Celtic Park Before the winter break But the good thing for Stephen As much as they lost the cup The cup on Sunday and these players They played really well They know they, they don't have anything to fear uh, against Celtic They can go on and, and, and win the league They can beat Celtic But um, It's just about the mentality That they show And can they bounce back uh, To get the result to, Tomorrow night Is that the way it is Jim You take all those positives Rather than Subscribing to the view That defeats like that Can actually be even More soul destroying sometimes Yeah because there is There is more uh, In them still You know I mean, I mean If Alfredo Morelos has Had his shooting boots on Then it's a different game If Ryan Kent would have played anywhere near Again It maybe Maybe have been A, a different scoreline Because I felt he was One of the poorer Rangers players uh, Against Celtic And you expected A lot more from him So Playing really well But having If you want to call it Two of your top players Not at their very best Shows that If you can keep That level of performance up And they can Then if you want to call it, add to that, mm-hmm. then there's no there's no uh, you know doubt that Rangers can beat young boys. 
And still have a, a very, very strong uh, league season Okay, Celtic are in Romania They are on their way to the stadium at the moment So they're running a little bit late The press conference should have been starting by now But as soon as it's finished We'll cross over We'll speak to Alison Conroy And we'll let you hear straight away What Neil Lennon had to say Let's kick things off by hearing from Stephen Gerrard So Rangers fans, a perfect time for you to get in touch Let us know what you think He says he's on the verge of signing a new contract So quite simply... What do you make of that? What do you make of the timing as well? Happy all round 01419511025 Or at Clyde SSB uh, He says he's seen enough from his players To know they're capable of bringing success back to the club And he says he wants to be a part of it The club approached me um, I'm not sure the exact day But probably a week, ten days ago About uh, a, a new deal And um, it's pretty a simple decision as far as I'm concerned I want to stay around, I'm happy here I'm as hungry and determined to get the good days back here uh, as I ever was. So um, talks have been pretty straightforward and positive. When it's signed and announced, um, you'll have to wait and see. I don't want any focus on myself or these players before before tomorrow's game. Well, I think I'm very grateful for the opportunity in the first place to get a chance uh, to, to manage and lead this, this football club. Um, I've enjoyed my time here so far. I think we're going in the right direction. If, you, if you're happy, then why not, is, is my motto. Uh, I believe in these players, I believe in the club, in the direction it's going. And um, on the evidence of what I've seen at the weekend, even though the, uh, the day didn't go in our favour, there was enough evidence there for me that if we keep doing the right things and keep working hard for each other, our day will come. And I want to be part of that. So what do you make of that news that Stephen Gerrard is about to sign a new contract 01419511025 and what about the timing are you happy that it's now would you have preferred to wait a little bit down the line you tell us 01419511025 we should note that Al McGregor and Stephen Davis have also agreed new deals the club's set to announce them soon Uh, Stephen Gerrard also confirming he wants to extend Jermaine Defoe's stay at the club so all in what do you make of it? I mean, I, I'm never quite sure. I know it was kind of you know it's discussed a little bit a week or so ago, uh, but I'm I'm never quite sure the timing of these things. You know whether it's better to maybe wait until after, um, you know maybe Thursday because Stephen Gerrard said he doesn't want the conversation. But <laughs> Matt's a journalist; he'll tell you. Of course, the journalism uh, the journalists are going to ask him about that, and uh, you know will maybe. Um, take a little bit of um, the attention away from which is a vital match on Thursday. So I'm not quite sure, uh, you know, I agree with the timing. But listen, that's not Stephen Gerrard's place. That's that's obviously information that's just it's just leaked out. Ah, listen, it's good news. I, I agree with Jim. You know, you want the focus to be on um, mm-hmm. tomorrow night. But, you know, it's good that I think that Stephen Gerrard is the right manager for Rangers just now. I think he can do very well. I think he can bring success to the club. And if you've got someone like that, bearing in mind, you know the, the the guy who he took over from. You know what like that was. So um, if you've got some of that and he's up for it, then get him tied down for sure. How does it make you feel, Rangers fans? Is this good news? And what about the timing? As Jim says, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five, and on the players as well. Uh, clearly focusing on that band of experienced campaigners that Rangers yeah, but, have. How crucial is yeah. that in your eyes? Yeah, I think it's great. You know, Davis um, and McGregor. You'd have them in your team um, all day long before. I think I agree something with Jermaine Defoe It's good as well But especially Alan McGregor and Steve Davis That's great news It's the same with every contract that anyone signs nowadays It's not necessarily that that person stays Until mm-hmm. the end of that contract yeah. Jim I think we, we all know that So is this mm-hmm. as much about Rangers um, Putting themselves in a good position as well Should yeah. another club want to come along down the line Yeah it's exactly the same as a, as a top player You know if you get them on a good co- healthy contract 
then you know the you know the the the, the, the pendulum swings in Rangers' favour if there is any interest further down the line a year or two or whatever. But in terms of the other players, I think not just their quality on the pitch, but their professionalism in and around. You hear so many, you know, the younger managers in particular, but the modern day clubs talking about leaders plural in the dressing room. You know, you you don't re- you rarely hear them just talking about a captain. You hear them saying captains and leaders. It's always plurals, and I think that that's what Stephen Gerrard is relying on. Stephen Gerrard is relying on Davis, Defoe, McGregor, these type of guys to be the leaders in the dressing room. They are, they have won things, and I think it's really important that they stay around about the club to try and guide the rest of those type of players. And to having that winning mentality uh, Yeah keep those calls coming on that subject And what about tomorrow as well This is the, the big build up Clearly it's much more at stake For Rangers than Celtic tomorrow This game against the young boys Is it the perfect opportunity to bounce back? Stephen Gerrard thinks it is He says his players have reacted well He's hoping they can change the whole feeling around the club With the right result tomorrow yeah, I think we've got no choice I think at a club like Rangers You've got to take the rough with the smooth I think what we're trying to create in the dressing room is a real humble squad. So if we uh, experience a real big high, yeah, you can obviously enjoy that, but you want to get them refocused as quick as they can because the next challenge comes thick and fast. And it's the same way after a disappointment. Yes, you know, you need to obviously heal in your own time, in your own different way. But the good thing about this game is you get a chance to change the whole mood and the whole feeling around the club. Uh, The players are aware of that. I think they've reacted really well since the disappointment of the weekend and we're ready to go. Um, had two real positive sessions to prepare for this and we've worked ever so hard since the middle of July for this opportunity so it's important the players go and try and grasp that. It's where the League Cup's in different, Jim, from, from the Scottish Cup obviously because that comes at the end of the season and if you get there, yeah, you'll be disappointed but you go away, you get over it mm. over the summer. Rangers have had a whole three days Mm. To get over it There is simply no time To feel sorry for themselves Yeah but as uh, Stephen Gerrard said there You know A club at Rangers You know You want big games coming up you, The fans expect big games To come up thick and fast And they've had them and, and they will continue To have them over the rest of December But this is a huge match But I think it's a, an ideal one I think the You know If it was Another few days You know It could linger a little bit And then if it's a domestic game It might just be a wee bit flat but the fans will turn up in huge numbers at Ibrox on Thursday. They will get behind this, the team from the start. Now, whether that continues depends on the players. They've got to respond to that. They've got to show the fans, listen, this is an, such an important game for us. We're going to give it everything. And, and as the manager said, listen, they've worked you know, incredibly hard since mid-July. So they're right on the brink of achieving something, uh, you know, and, and you, you wouldn't want to throw that hard work away. Barry's a Rangers fan in Dumbarton. He's first up tonight. Barry, Stephen Gerrard there talking about him about to sign a new contract. Is that is that music to your ears as a Rangers fan? Sure, that's he's doing twice. Yeah, good thing, Barry. You happy with that I, news then, uh, yeah? Delighted, delighted after the weekend. You know, we need a wee pick-up. We knew it was on the cars after last week. It was... Been all, all over Falls, Falls, so we knew it was happening, you know. I definitely, yeah. I mean, Mark, how much of a, sh- a show of faith is it in Stephen Gerrard? Because this, at this point in the season, it's 11th of December, and Rangers didn't manage to get over the line on Sunday. So, Rangers fans don't need me to tell them that things could obviously go wrong between now and the end of the season. But mm-hmm. the Rangers board have obviously seen enough in Stephen Gerrard at this point that they want to reward them. Yeah, and it, and it covers Rangers too. I mean, you look at, for example, Brendan Rodgers 
at Celtic He was in the door What a year And they gave him His new deal And between him And his backroom staff It got Celtic What 7-8 million pounds In compensation Whatever it was um, So yeah It's the right thing to do And The most important thing is He is a good manager Okay he's not won it yet They've had a bad week But it can all start Start off again tomorrow night But this is You can't overstate it um, Gordon, this is a massive few weeks coming up for Rangers between know, now and the winter break. I know break. it's different, uh, Matt, because it's Scotland and, 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 and you know, we, we expect, you know, the old firm and particularly, you know, clubs, um, you know, with the resources, Rangers get to, to be winners. But, you know, like, like a Pochettino didn't win, you know what I mean? But people think he's a fantastic manager. So you can be a very good manager and not always, you know, come up with the silverware. <laughs> but, you know, not, not, not to say, as I said to you, but I'm talking about resources. Sure. Even because Spurs have still got huge resources comparison to a lot of clubs. So I think Steven Gerrard's still got to win. He wants to win. And I think that's a big reason why he's keen to sign because I think he wants. He can doesn't want to leave Rangers. Of course, you can. of course you can, Barry. On you go. Excuse me. Thanks very much. Um, basically, that was my actual my point. You should obviously, a producer just put that one on first. Uh, oh, sorry, I just threw that upon you. Was, my apologies. Uh, uh, any worries? Any worries? Uh, my first point was I was just to ask Mark and Jim if they thought the goal was offside on Sunday. I think the goal, yes, the goal was offside. Yeah, for me, it was um, a clear offside and uh, the goal shouldn't have stood yet. Yeah, I thought it was offside as well. I mean, I haven't seen, uh, I believe there's a lot of different pictures and stills. I haven't seen any of them, but from what I've seen, it was offside. Good stuff. Me as well. Uh, what about what uh, like you say, Gordon? Maybe Radio Cloudy. Hugh Keevans maybe needs a new set of spectacles. Uh. Maybe, uh, maybe. Not offence to, to the old man. Uh, but, <laughs> To be fair, he didn't say he didn't say it was onside. He just said he couldn't quite make up his mind, and I don't think he's alone, judging by uh, some of the reaction. But listen, he can't. We'll never change his mind, and he would never change yours, Barry. I'm thinking most people have, uh, are well entrenched in their views on that one. What about tomorrow night? Are you backing Rangers to very much bounce back? Oh, we should smash them all. I'm hoping we smash them tomorrow. Uh, I think I find it'll be a big. The players will be actually rage. The players. Well, nobody raging with ourselves because they put everything in there. But they played a great game. They're the best team in the pitch. So, but I think they'll just tomorrow night. They'll just they might have do it for each other. You know what I mean? They deserve it because they did deserve to win on Sunday. But it's just it's a game of football. Anything can happen. Blah blah blah. But tomorrow night, I think we can do young boys. We did, over there, we should have got a draw. And then we, we should maybe even have won the match. Mm. Uh, I think we can do it. Mind it, but. And I read today on Follow Follow, it basically said uh, if Rangers win and Celtic win, two, two more wins, uh, both teams get uh, Champions League places because uh, the, the Czech Republic team went out last night. Uh, so basically in 2021-22, so Rangers and Celtic, we get like, uh, Champions League qualification. Please. Yeah, that's right. The coefficient's yeah, looking coefficient, pretty decent yeah. at the moment. Uh, I think two more wins as would... Secure it um, Things can, can obviously change But we're in a decent enough position At the moment When you're when you're looking at that Reaction Jim Clearly guys like Alfredo Morelos Are going to be the ones under mm. The microscope Had a difficult day By his own standards on Sunday mm. What impact does that have on him Or is it back to that old thing About goal scorers As soon as he gets the next one You sort of forget about it And move well, on I mean I, I don't know I mean About the, the You know The individual's mentality Each individual player so somebody like, you know, going back in the day when Alan McCoy was getting a fair bit of stick when he first started and he had that mental toughness to to, to, to deal with it and eventually become uh, an, an exceptional goal scorer. Chris Boy was similar. You know, people always was very critical of Chris Boy because 
what they saw was a lack of work, work rate but his goal scoring was again exceptional so Alfredo Morelos has to has to deal with it he just has to be able to deal with it that's the nature of being a centre forward for Rangers and missing in, in, in such a pivotal game and in, in, in clear cut chances so he's got to just take it on his shoulders he's got to rise to the challenge um, and, and you know show people what he's all about 01419511025 if you want to have your say on the phones you can also get in touch on Twitter that's at Clyde SSB big thank you to Barry and Dumbarton for kicking us off tonight what about John in Greenock John's a Celtic fan but he's got some thoughts on Steven Gerrard hi John Hi, it's just it's, it's, it's 36 hours after the game and once again the Rangers fans are still going on about this goal now I've seen all these goals in the 1980s and the 19s goals getting Celtics to had them and never got now they're, they're just going to accept it they get beat one nothing, and that's it now we're going to Mr Gerrard's uh, contract the new contract see if they get beaten Thursday night and uh, they go to Fort Park on Sunday and they draw they drop an R2 points they did at Pataudry and they go to Easter Road and they, they get beat and Celtic scuff him in the 29th Stevie could put a job never mind getting a new contract Stevie could be sitting next to Santa Claus he'd be looking for a job that's my point tonight mate I mean I think that was four <laughs> ifs John that was there's quite a lot that needs to happen there yeah. I know as, as I say but Celtic's already two points in front of him as I say it's called Radio Clyde oh, I've been listening to all, all, all weeks the Rangers channel Rangers, Rangers, Rangers That's what I've been getting John, you're a Celtic fan You've just phoned up yeah. To talk about the Rangers manager I know but you're, you're on a bit of contract you're on, it's, it's All week it's okay. been Rangers, Rangers They get a gold chalk to have They've just got to get up And smell the coffee It was indeed right. What about the Well, John's take on the contract situation well, if he signs a new contract, it'll no matter the results of the next couple of weeks, he'll be there. Uh, absolutely. Um, but, you know, listen, we, we know, when, and, uh, you know, when, when it comes to this type of game, um, fans get uh, a little bit more excitable than they maybe do when they play other teams. And people look at decisions as much more of an impact than they do in other games. I mean, I, I spoke to you just before the programme about Motherwell's offside or not offside goal which was horrendous but it's almost you know just it doesn't exist it doesn't you know no, no one mentions it no one concerned about it but in this particular game any any decision at all is all it's always and always has been it's been for for as long as I've been a, a, a wee boy any big decision has been debated and dissected and analysed and Everyone's got their opinions on it And that, that's the nature of this of this fixture John's is obviously quite an extreme example Mark Of Stephen Gerrard Really capitulating between now and January yeah. And then he's got him out of job But is there, a, is there still a risk With regards to the timing Because you likened it to Brendan Rodgers last time When he came in and Celtic rewarded him But of course he managed to get the, the silverware Is there any risk attached to giving Stephen Gerrard The new contract at this point in time? Not for me, no I mean, if you believe in him Get it done um, and Stephen Gerrard will, will get a bunk up in his, his wages he'll, he'll have bigger bonuses and if it goes well for him and another club comes in from then Rangers will be well uh, compensated if it doesn't then you know they would, they'd be looking to bring in another manager but you know even if John's scenario um, comes true over the next three or four weeks I don't think Stephen Gerrard's in danger of losing his job John thank you for the call it's 01419511025 Celtic fans which fringe players would you like to see given a run out in Romania tomorrow I'm not sure many predicted this at the start of the campaign Through top of the group with a game to spare It is an actual dead rubber in Europe for the right reasons I can't believe uh, we've got one of them So you would imagine some players will get a chance Who would you like to see 
Given their shot at European football tomorrow 01419511025 And we'll speak to you next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic are in Romania I believe the press conference is due to start sometime soon It was meant to start 25 minutes ago But as soon as it does and it finishes We'll cross over And we will let you hear from Neil Lennon Exactly what he had to say Looking ahead to the game against Cluj So the question at the moment For you Celtic fans is quite simple Which fringe players would you like to see given a chance And why? Celtic are not only through But they have topped the group So it doesn't really matter What happens tomorrow So which fringe players should be given a chance? 01419511025 Will you get your calls in? Let's hear from Dan Petrescu The Cluj manager He's been looking ahead to the game in my opinion, they go all the way. They can go all the way. They can win the, the trophy. And I think the same with Lazio, if they will qualify. Both of teams, they have the capability. They are good enough to win this competition. In my opinion, Lazio and Celtic, they are Champions League teams. I know the coach. I know the mentality. They will come here to win the game. So there we go. He's been very complimentary about Celtic all along. Now he's got them winning. The Europa League as well Has Dan mm-hmm. I think he'd be looking For a job somewhere <laughs> It was like that In the yeah. uh, when he The Champions League qualifiers Wasn't yeah. he And uh, you know He played it He played it very well uh, In the media You know Just kind of Downplayed his team's chances Etc mm-hmm. etc et And ended up Knocking Celtic out um, I don't agree I, You know I don't think Celtic uh, Yes They can win it Will they win it No I don't think they will But at the moment Congratulate them Because it's a brilliant Achievement as you say mm-hmm. And I think too You know a, a lot of the chat tonight Has been about Stephen Gerrard because of his contract but just to, to take a moment and just to praise Neil Lennon mm. because he was in a a real sore one after they lost to Kludge um, back in August uh, Gordon and look at the way he's, he's, he's turned it around he's been absolutely terrific um, wins the first trophy up for grabs in the season into the Europa League last 32 uh, with two games to spare he uh, has been doing an absolutely fantastic job for Celtic and I don't think there'll be many Celtic fans if any now when um, you think what he had to come through nine months ago, ten months ago when he got the job, mm-hmm. in terms of a lot of people not in favour, uh, and he's managed to, to to change opinions and bring success to Celtic, so he deserves a lot of credit. Yeah, I, I think especially after the cup final when he actually got a, a, appointed on a permanent basis. Yeah, obviously temporary. I think a lot of people think, okay, fair enough, he knows the club, but certainly from from you know the kind of the thought the, the opinions we got in this program. I would have said it was pretty much 50-50 at best mm-hmm. That people thought mm-hmm. he should be the man That got the, the job permanently But I think he's turned that around And he's done an outstanding job I mean, not just the winning uh, mentality And obviously that was highlighted at the weekend I mean, the, the, that that kind of you know, resilience and, and determination But the style of football in the vast, vast majority of games Has been a joint watch And some of the goals Some of the, the free-flowing football People are saying, oh, they maybe not play Quite as much But I tell you what I mean From looking at a Brendan Rodgers team Or looking at a, a Neil Lennon team They're both, both very pleasing on the, eye, on the eye Neil Lennon's team Is a bit more uh, I don't mean directing long ball But you know Getting forward a little bit quicker But certainly In terms of um, Entertainment And winning No Absolutely um, You know A phenomenal job Right Celtic fans We asked you which fringe players Should be given a chance tomorrow This might help you Neil Lennon speaking at the moment Listen to this For a list of players Who have not travelled with Celtic Fraser Forster Scott Brown Callum McGregor Ryan Christie And Tom Rogic None of them have travelled So that shows you uh, Just what we can perhaps expect tomorrow Let's get some suggestions from Brian In Moss Park What do you think about tomorrow Brian? 
No, that was quite good. Just after hearing those names there, that sort of cheered me up a wee bit. And I think, he's not part of a fringe player, but I think this guy should get 90 minutes tomorrow, or so, tomorrow night, yes, as Lee Griffiths. I think um, Neil made a wee bit of a mistake in Sunday by just playing Lewis Morgan up front himself and we you know a sub to sort of come on. I mean, it was, I to think we got quite fortunate. Just obviously, obviously we did. But there was no outball that Rangers just mopped everything up. And I think obviously Lee's, unless there's other sort of underlying issues, why he's not getting a start, it didn't make a bench on Sunday. Is Lee Griffiths going to be the number one contender, if you like, for, for tomorrow? The guy that people are really looking to and saying, right, surely this is the, the time where we see him starting to try and get back into the team? Uh, yeah, if he's physically and mentally ready to play. I mean, I, again, I don't, I don't, I know Brian's a fan and, 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 and fans sometimes want to know everything. You know, why isn't Lee Griffiths not playing? Well, maybe the manager thinks, I'm, I'm not really wanting to disclose this. You know, we've, we've but he had not, three sub appearances, didn't he? So, yeah, I mean, he, he must be there or thereabouts. Yeah, but he may have had a, a poor week. You know what I mean? He may have something in, uh, that, that, sure. that, that just kind of got him out of that squad because you would have thought even a, a 75% Lee Griffiths would have been on the bench. Mm-hmm. But listen, you know, the manager made the choice, uh, made the decision for for the, the reasons he's, he's not made public. And I, and I think you've got to respect that. And, um, you know, and also respect it from the manager's point of view and the player. And and sometimes if the player's ready to go, then fine. If he is ready to go, I expect him to be involved tomorrow night if he's ready. Odson Edward hasn't travelled either, by the way. Mm-hmm. Add him to that list. So Mark, just mm-hmm. that, that shows you how Neil Lennon sees this. For anyone who thought that maybe he would go strong and, and try and keep momentum or whatever it is, that's that's Celtics maybe the first six names on the team sheet, if you like, yeah. all rested. Yeah, and and, and uh, I think it's the right thing to do if you've got the luxury of not having to take, you know, half a dozen of your key players to, to Romania getting back, you know, in the early hours of, of, of Friday morning and then preparing for the game um on Sunday, you know, so your your Scott Browns, your Callum McGregor's, Ryan Christie's, those boys deserve a rest and I'm sure they'll they'll be glad of it. Uh, and getting it and one thing just in the the striker situation in general at Celtic um, Golden Bunch Celtic won the cup on Sunday but you know they kind of get away with one in terms of the striking position because they don't have a proper backup mm-hmm. you know wh- whatever you say and we've known about Lee Griffiths now for a, for a year and I said this in the summer you can't for a variety of reasons it wouldn't be fair to rely on Lee Griffiths this season uh, Celtic need to address that properly but in, two, in two January games, Mark, You can't go the rest of the second half of the season mm-hmm. Just be watching it It must be addressed in January get a, a striker in When you go Brian I think it was a, quite apart from Sunday Obviously the late The time he came on it And actually how he performed Austin Edward was Not matched that And I think even a Wee Griffiths I think you mentioned it yourself earlier Mark That even a sort of half hit Wee Griffiths He's going he's to give you something different And I just think Hopefully it's not under, underlying issues And he is going to get a start And he's going to get back in the team Because unless we buy somebody Back a decent strike in Germany, then could be tight, tighter than I'd like to hope. Yeah, yeah. on, on Edward, the fact yeah. that he's not travelled for this one shows you that that was a that was a patch up job on Sunday. Yeah. Right, we need you to go out and and do something if you can, and we'll we'll deal with your recovery later. I think that looked. I mean, it was almost sixty minutes bang on on the minute, to, and I think that was it. He's obviously said, like, can you give me half an hour? And uh, you know he's went yeah okay I can I can last that and but there's no, what's the point of taking any any risk when you've already qualified so it doesn't matter who he plays up front he can play Mikey Johnson if Lee Griffiths is not available he can play Lewis Morgan again but I'm saying in a couple of games that Celtic have played against Rangers with Mikey Johnson up top and then Lewis Morgan up top they've struggled in both of them so it shows the importance of having that focal point and everybody knows that but listen you know at the end of the day you know they go they go there to close tomorrow night. 
and um, you know they 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 can, they can play whoever they like. They've got the luxury mm-hmm. of doing that. And and uh, as I said, it's, it's it'll be a a strange game. I think that's the best way to do it because there's no way Celtic can have the same motivation. It's impossible because they've already done their job. So it's about giving maybe some players European experience and some players game time, like near beat on maybe some more minutes and things like that. So and it's about protecting. Some other players yeah. as well I mean Paul Wilkie's on Twitter At Clyde SSB He says there's absolutely no need To play any of our main players mm-hmm. tomorrow It's a difficult game against Hibs on Sunday So good to have a chance to rest our main players And give some needed minutes To the fringe players That's the view of Paul On Twitter at Clyde SSB Thank you to Brian in Moss Park Let's move on to John Who's also a Celtic fan What are you thinking ahead of tomorrow then John? You've just heard that list of players That are all left behind in Glasgow Hi guys, see before I get to my point, I'm I'm actually Mark and Jim and Gordon. I'm so chuffed that Stephen Gerrard signed a contract extension because the guy's a perennial loser. All kind of side, everybody shalomish to him. He's never won anything as a manager. He didn't win much as a player. Right, the Champions League, right? But um, I think it's a great bit of business for Celtic, honestly. Anyway, I like how you just dismissed the Champions League there, John, as if it was a, as if it was a, as if it was a small <laughs> achievement. Well, see, as I say, I know Mark's going to have a go at me, right? The guy played for 20 years and, and never won the league with Liverpool. Know what I mean, says it all. So, <laughs> Does it? A certain, a certain Henrik Larsson played half a season, won more championship league down them there, you know what I mean? Sometimes it depends what team you're in, John. That's how team oh, yeah, sports yeah, work. <laughs> It yeah. depends on the errors as well, John. But anyway, what's your point? He could have gone uh, to Chelsea yeah, and won the league with Chelsea, but he, mm-hmm. he, he stayed. He stayed put. He stayed at Liverpool. It's like Alan Shearer saying he's not a good striker. He's away in Newcastle. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> on you go, John. What have you got? Uh, right, no, but I was trying to go on Mark last night and that right. And asked, do you not think that? I mean, as I say, I hope he Griffiths. I'm always on about Lee, right? And I don't know if his time at Celtic's up, Mark. You've touched on it a couple of times. Maybe uh, it's the time. In the, in the January transfer maybe to make out and loan if he's not getting game time as I say we don't know as Jim says what's happened between the, behind the scenes etc but I think he should get a wee run out tomorrow right and as I say if, if that, the last caller there Brian said a 75% fit league if and I'm not having a go at Lewis Morgan the wee guy tried his best but he's like Mikey Johnson he's not a centre forward but I mean and we, it was, we, were, we were playing with sort of 10 men or 4 went down to 10 men because it, it was a shame for it. I felt sorry for the boy on Sunday but eh uh, I think Griffiths has got a chance tomorrow along with apparently we Karamoko's travelled as well so I'd like to see him getting a wee cameo role mm-hmm. uh, but my main point Mark was you think in the summer the, uh, the main bit of business for uh, Neil is to get Big Fraser on a permanent deal what do you think? I, he would certainly want to do that and, and you know he'll try and, or the club will probably try and do it before the summer if they can um, John rather than, than waiting to see because you know I've said many times now, um, particularly in the wake of of the the Champions League qualifier defeat to Clues, you you can't you need to have these things done in advance. You can't be waiting till July or, or, or June to find out if you've got Fraser Foster, and if you don't get, you need to go and find a replacement. So you want to all, you I said they want to have your business done in January to prepare for the summer. That's what you want to do. That's why I'm saying you need to go and try their very best to get the best possible striker in that they can to to give them competition for places, and also if Edward does go. In the summer that you've got somebody properly that's been at the club for a wee while, rather than you know rushing to try and get somebody a couple of days um, notice. But yes, um, Fraser Foster, um, Neil Lennon really pushed to get Fraser Foster um, in the door. He wanted a goalkeeper, and uh, on Sunday and you know for previous games, Lazio and stuff like that, you could see exactly why. So it'd be a great bit of business if they could get him. But um, he's on a hefty, a hefty personal wage um, down the road, and um, that could be a stumbling block. And also you would need I believe he's, he's still under contract Isn't he yes. Unless I'm mistaken yeah, So you're looking at The fee and mm-hmm. 
and that wage. How, I don't, I don't know how much is there to go? Do you I think, think the, the fee finance? would be? Yeah. I think the fee would be. Fair. I don't think Southampton, you know, considering his third, fourth choice, whatever he was. So I think he could do something with Southampton, but. You know what he'll be? I don't know what his wages, but I would imagine Jim it would I be in excess of sixty grand yeah, a week. Yeah, yeah. And there's no way Celtic can pay the, the that. The thing for know? me is that if Celtic can get in now, because you know football's at a game, uh, particularly now in England, we've seen managers and obviously you know the Everton managers gone, the, the West Ham managers under pressure, Southampton managers under pressure. Let's let's no mistake about that as well. They've been in the bottom three for a lot of the, the season. If they can get out of that by the next maybe month. They, they might he might lose his job and a new manager comes in and thinks wait a minute I, I've got you know I've got where's my goalkeepers here I've got Alex McCarthy here, I've got Gunn I've, Fraser Foster wait a minute get him back here we want mm-hmm. him back yep. so I think he's a bit so he could you know you could all of a sudden become back in favour again if a new manager comes in so I, I wouldn't want to risk that if I was Celtic if I was Celtic same as Mark was saying I'd be trying to get this deal done now because they're in a good position you know the the, the fans are you know loving the players enjoying it. He's playing at the top of his form. He's there's talk about you know can he push himself back into the England setup and all these sort of things. So for me, the timing is is really good now if they can go and negotiate to get him there. Um, John mentions Karamoko Dembele. Now I think he was injured over the summer. We've not seen any of them in Celtic's first team this season. Is that right? I don't think well, we've seen him at up, all. He was up at Dingwall in the squad because I seen him doing a little warm up, although he wasn't on the bench. So he, so ha- he, he has, has, has travelled a little bit. Yeah, you won't get. Our clubs don't tend to get many meaningless games in Europe, mm. if you can call them that. So might might this be a chance that Neil Lennon's tempted to take to give him some European experience? Yeah, yeah why again, not? Yeah, yeah. 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 We, we, we both say that. You know, I think again, just whether it's uh, you know Karamoko Dembele or any other young young Celtic players there that are on the fringes that you feel have got the potential. Why not? I mean, what what? You know, there's no point in. Given you know some of the other guys that have had, that have had all the, the experience, you know these type of games. If you've got these boys in this particular game, it's the one chance you might get, uh, you know, over the next umpteen years to do mm-hmm. this. So why not take that chance? Give them experience, let them give them a taste of it. You know, get maybe get the hunger and and, and push themselves. Uh, let them see what it's all about Different style of play um, You know every, Everything uh, required The mentality The physicality The, the tempo of the game Everything Even though it won't be As intense as As, a, as a, a meaningful one If you want to call it that Thank you very much To John in Coatbridge It's 01419511025 It's at Clyde SSB On Twitter What about your team lineup Thoughts Rangers fans Because there is a lot to play for In that one Maybe a couple of knocks From the weekend who should play for Rangers tomorrow? 01419511025. And we could be speaking to you after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. John Thompson sent us a tweet to say that Scott Sinclair should start for Celtic tomorrow. We've not seen a lot of him, that must be said. Um, but he is one that's, that Neil Lennon has said will feature uh, for Celtic tomorrow. So Neil Lennon's just finishing up his press conference and we'll let you hear from him. As soon as we possibly can 01419511025 on the phones um, Just to see What your thoughts are ahead of Both games tomorrow But of course the Rangers one That's the one with the consequences That's the big game if you like We're looking at Celtic in terms of Who do they rotate Who do they give a chance to Who do they rest But for Rangers the consequences are huge Let's touch on that with Craig Who's a Rangers fan How are you feeling Craig? Looking ahead to tomorrow Are you confident? I don't say we doing Um yeah, I'm quietly confident. Listen, I think, um, you know, Sunday was obviously a massive, massive blow, a massive disappointment to 
to not win that cup, particularly when, you know, for large spells of that game, you know, we had played Celtic off the park. But I think, you know, when you look at the fact that um, they had a goalkeeper in Fraser Foster who, you know, was just playing, he's, you know, the best you're likely to see a goalkeeper play all season. Um, that was one of those ones where normally you say, against any other team with a one, against any other goalkeeper with a one. But um, they've got to use the hurt from that to motivate them and push them on tomorrow night. Because I think, you know, they don't need to beat young boys tomorrow. A point would be enough, as I understand it. I might be wrong there, but I'm pretty sure a point would be enough um, to see us through. And the Ibrox this season against anybody who's came. We obviously beat Porto as well. Um, in all competitions, we have been brilliant, with one obvious, obvious exception um, in the Celtic game. So um, I think, why not? You know, why why not go out there and, and get the win? Plus, it's, it's also a far bigger game for us to win. You know, Sunday was disappointing, but financially, we will get more money for getting through the knockout stages of the Europa League than we would have for winning the League Cup. Um, you know, even from that point of view, it's a bigger game. Um, it certainly is financially, Craig. No one could argue that. But would you, are you really saying you would take progression to the next round over a trophy? Well, look, had that been the last trophy we can compete for this season, um, then no. But we need to remember, well, now just about at the halfway point of the season, that is the first piece of silverware. It's important, but we're still in the Scottish Cup. We could still go and win that. Um, we're certainly very much still in with a shout of winning the league. You know, I know you had the Celtic fan on earlier who thinks there's going to be a capitulation and we're going to go and get beat every game between now and the end of the year. That won't happen. You know, we've got tough games, but if we can get through them, and bear in mind as well, if we can keep momentum going in the league, once we get to Celtic Park, that will be a game that will give us a chance. It will be tough, obviously, at Celtic Park. We've not won there in a number of years. But if they can then pull a result out of Celtic Park, they can still stay, you know, they can still get top of the league by um, the end of this year. So there is a lot to play for. You know, that that game on Sunday was a disappointment, but I also think we have to remember, and I think to be fair to Stephen Gerrard as well, that was his first cup final as a manager. Now, had Rangers went out and utterly capitulated and, and not performed in the slightest then we'd be having a different conversation but the fact was we've got unlucky not just that game you know three of the last four games we've played we've had decisions go against us you look at the Aberdeen game there's a stonewall penalty we should have had in that game which if we get that albeit we could have missed it like we did on Sunday but you have a chance of scoring that and still take three points despite um, you know having Aberdeen come back for two goals down Sunday there again, you know, Celtic had one shot in target, or at least that was a first shot in target, I think, and it was an offside, and it was a goal that stood. If that doesn't count, if that gets rightly flagged off, then again we could be having a different conversation. Yeah, so let, let's look at let's try and look ahead a, a bit, just because I, I get the sense that you know was it offside, was it on, is probably getting a bit old for a lot of people. But but you know, Craig's is, is talking more generally about how how big tomorrow is, Jim. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's about your, the, the response. I mean, and obviously team selection is another thing. I mean, Stephen Gerrard's got to look at the personality of his players and he knows them as individuals and, and, and collectively. 
who he feels is Stephen Davis back fit again. I mean, would he? I mean, obviously, if he's fit, he would, he would definitely come into the team. But again, you've got the team selections, you've got the shape. He, he, he's like to, you know, he likes to play four three three in Europe. He played a narrower um, team at the weekend, and and it worked in terms of you know the you know the chances created and controlling the mid midfield and stifling Celtic. It worked, but. Still making errors at the back at times, and that's something that you still got to be a little bit concerned with. You know, you can take mm. the, the game how you like, but you know, you can't keep making these crucial errors of um, you know allowing people a free run in your goal and all this kind of stuff, and then say, okay, well, you know, we got away with that one because you know that that there's there's almost one of these in one of the top games, and in a lot of other games that they don't have it, but in the da- top Davis games, is out. Tomorrow, so by Davis the way, for what it's worth, yeah. So for me, team selection, and again, we spoke about it last week. Would they would they make a change in the central defence? Well, Hollander's out, so um, he's going to so have to this there's time. There's going to be one one change at least. Um, but for me, it'll just be interesting to see how close to the team injuries aside uh, it is on Sunday. How big a chance could this be for Nikola Katic, Mark? Because he's possibly Rangers' most Popular sub If that makes any sense mm-hmm. I'm basing this on the calls That we get We get yeah. so many saying Nikola Katic deserves More of a chance You'd have to imagine He gets one tomorrow Because Hollander is out He's getting tests On a foot injury Stephen Gerrard saying today He thinks it will be short term Yeah Katic is Going to be given an opportunity And if he plays well Tomorrow night You know I don't think Stephen Gerrard will, will change it will keep going And you look at the The games that Rangers Have got coming up Between now and the winter break Four massive league games The game tomorrow night so yeah, it's an opportunity for Katic and Goldson. It was a good partnership uh, in the past and, and can be again. Thank you very much to Craig on the line. It's 01419511025. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. Let's speak to Greg, who's also a Rangers fan. He's calling from Sokos. Hi, Greg. Hi there, Gordon. Uh, just uh, hi, Jim, hi, and Greg. hi, Mark. Hi, uh, just a wee hi, question for the panel tonight. Um, now, Celtic, everybody's been going on about how they're the first Scottish team to win a European group and... You know, they've got the, the luxury that they've got tomorrow night. They don't need to put a team out. Um, would you say if Rangers get the result required tomorrow against Young Boys of Bern, that it would be a bigger achievement than Celtic winning their group with a game to spare? Purely because they've come through the qualifiers, they were seeded part four, and to come out and win your group after that, to me, plaudits where they're, they're deserved. I reckon it's a bigger achievement than what Celtic have actually done just purely by winning their group. There's a question. Yeah, well, I must admit, Greg, I, I'm not going to go and uh, give it to you know comparisons because you know that's what fans can do. You can do it. You can decide whether you think it's a bigger achievement or not. But it would be an achievement. But I, I, I don't think you should ever look at um, Scottish clubs qualifying in terms of um, you know. No, I'm not sitting in the fence because <laughs> yeah. the, the qualification groups are. are what, why? Go, sorry. No, because listen, I think as I said, this is if Celtic qualifying an outstanding achievement. I mean, the, the the group they were in, I think, was very tough, and I think that uh, you know to to win it with two games to spare is absolutely brilliant, absolutely magnificent. Spare jam. What one? No, they've won it with one game to spare jam. Just just so that you know that there. Um, they've Qualif- won it with yeah, one you're right. They qualified with two won, games yeah. to spare. Yeah. All right. Yeah, they qualified with two games to spare. Aye, but we're talking about winning the group here. Now, would it rank as a better achievement? I mean, as you said, it's for the fans to decide, but mm. I hear it with the pundits all the time, bigging up this and bigging up that, and, you know, don't sit in the fence, you know, for a change, you know, in your eyes, you're, a, you're an ex-player, same as Mark, what would you regard as being the biggest achievement? For where Rangers have came for this season, 
working through all the qualifiers or Celtic dropping at the Champions League, ultimately being in a better pot position than Rangers, so being a seeded team in their group, you know. Well, obviously, you, your opinion is that Rangers are a, a bigger achievement, and you're perfectly able to, to to hold that view. But as I said, for me, I just think it's a great achievement. If if more club, but Rangers, listen, at this moment in time, only Celtic have achieved it. Rangers have still to achieve it. They have got to go tomorrow night and get that point. Mark, I didn't expect the, uh, the question, mm-hmm. but that's that's the great thing about the show. Greg's wanting to put you on the spot. Would you be able to pick one? I think we'll wait and see if, if Rangers do it tomorrow night okay. then we can judge it when you see the, the the final table you can judge it for me it's not about what the bigger achievement is for me it's just a fantastic achievement at the moment that Celtic are through and Rangers are a, are a point uh, away from getting through so for both clubs to do it I think it's great to, to me it doesn't really bother me what the bigger Achievement is or the, or the better enough. achievement. What's that, Greg? Wait and see what happens tomorrow night. First I of all, maybe phone in next week with this question. Once Aye, try next week, Greg. maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> How confident are you, Greg, from Rangers' perspective tomorrow? Uh, uh, well, listening to Craig, the caller before me there as well. Rangers um, have been formidable at Ibrox this season, albeit in the one game against them. Um, we have been a formidable um, opponent at Ibrox. I think Rangers will comfortably win the game tomorrow. I think we should have won in Bern. Um, albeit decisions go against you and you know teams score last minute goals but we drop points in Bern um, to me we should go out and rectify that tomorrow I reckon Rangers are comfortable win um, maybe 2-0-3-1 yeah over the piece I mean, Rangers yeah. have clearly been a match and more than a match for every opponent mm-hmm. in that group that was the night that it was the the mistakes the mm-hmm. individual errors which really hurt Rangers mm-hmm. and I'm sure everyone goes along to Ibrook tomorrow well aware that there's probably no room for that yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. I think sometimes that uh, you know, when you know fans are on, you know that uh, they've got to look at this. They'll say decisions didn't go against us, or you know, we made you know. I mean, but but ultimately, if you make mistakes, you know, which happened in the last game, particularly at the start, of the second half, you've got the game, uh, you know, you've got the game, and you uh, you know by the by the by the throat, and you, you know you're controlling the game, all these things, and then there's just lapses of concentration that's happened, as as I said, once or twice in in big games. And it's those moments that they've got to they've got to just make sure that they improve upon, because at Ibrox, I mean, against Feyenoord, against Porto, you know, Rangers were immense. Um, but a couple of times away from home, just little lapses. So keep the same intensity tomorrow night. Start the game on the front foot. Try and get a goal. Try and get the fans right on side. Uh, as I said, or, or stay on side right through the game. Put the pressure on young boys And then As I said If you do that I, I, I'm absolutely convinced Rangers will win the game You know It doesn't matter Whether it's 1-0 Or, or 5-0 But obviously uh, You know Winning the game I think they'll win the game I think they'll get The three points uh, I think more than one point I think they'll get I think they'll get all three points tomorrow night Yeah I fancy Rangers to win the game mm-hmm. As well uh, And I, I agree with Jim I think Stephen Gerrard's message To his players will be Get on the front foot right away You know Get rid of the mentality That we only need a point mm-hmm. Let's imagine you've got to go and win the game, go and take the game to young boys, try and get a goal, kill the tie as quick as you can. Or if they concede a goal, then you, you know you just you play your way back in. But one thing about Rangers in two seasons under uh, Stephen Gerrard, they have had some good uh, results. They don't look like rookies. They always look as if they've got got a result in them. And I think they'll get the result tomorrow night to join Celtic in the last thirty-two. Beat the pundit.
Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. It is Beat the Pundit time. Thank you to Greg on the line. If you want to play against Mark Guidi or Jim Duffy, show off your footballing knowledge and potentially win yourself a signed ball. All you have to do is get in touch right now. 0141 951 1025. You have to be quick because the lines close for Beat the Pundit at 7. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy are here taking your calls on a number of subjects so far. Kicked off with Stephen Gerrard talking about his new contract. He's closing in on it. He's trying to get some, well, some of his players will follow. Alan McGregor and Stephen Davis also hoping Jermaine Defoe will stay at the club. Uh, asking you Celtic fans, which fringe players would you like to see given a chance tomorrow? Because a whole host of regulars have been left behind for the trip to Romania. We're going to cross over, speak to Alison Conroy and get the very latest thoughts of Neil Lennon as soon as we finish this. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Beat the Pundit time, it's Mark Guidi or Jim Duffy up against Lee from Springburn. How are you, Lee? I'm not too bad, yourself? Not too bad at all, thank you. I'm going to toss this coin. If it's heads, you're up against Mark Guidi and if it's tails... It's Jim Duffy It is Tails Jim Duffy Up against Lee Jim Duffy from Sp- yeah. is, that, is that a good thing Or a bad thing yeah. Liam Struggling to read Your tone of no, voice I would, I would take either off Oh right I like that right, Fighting like talk Good <laughs> stuff Confident man uh, I'm going to give Jim Something else to listen to Maybe He'll come up with Some Christmas music Or something Right Lee You've got 30 seconds You're going head to head With Jim Remember You can pass So if you don't know it Pass it Get on to the next one Quickly alright No worries Good man Your time starts now Who's the manager of Scotland men's under 21s? Billy Stark What age is Celtic's Jeremy Frimpong? 17 Where did Rangers sign Where did Rangers sign Connor Goldson from? Brighton With which German team did Daniel Stendel start his managerial career? Hoffenheim Which Scott was in Chelsea's 98 Cup Winners Cup final squad? Pass What nationality is Aberdeen's Joe Lewis? Welsh who was Celtic's starting goalkeeper in last season's League Cup final? Craig Gordon. Okay, let's bring Jim Duffy back. Jim, can you hear us? Yep. A few tricky ones in there tonight, I must say. Right. You ready? Yep. Okay. Who's the manager of Scotland men's under 21? Scott Gemmell. What age is Celtic's Jeremy Frimpong? Oh, I heard them say he was coming up for 19, he was 18, so we'll go for 19. Where did Rangers sign Connor Goldson from? Uh, was it Middlesbrough? With which German team did Daniel Stendel start his managerial career? Uh, Hanover. Which Scott was in Chelsea's 98 UEFA Cup Winners' Cup final squad? 98. Uh, John Spencer. What nationality is Aberdeen's Joe Lewis? English. Who was Celtic's starting goalkeeper in last season's League Cup final? Um, Scott Bain. Okay. What do you think, Lee? Not too bad I think he maybe just beat me by one mm. or two Right okay Some of them uh, I wasn't very confident I have to be honest with you <laughs> if, this, if this If this can be such a thing The wrong mm. answers were Close Wrong answers mm. If that makes mm. any sense whatsoever You'll see what I mean Who's the manager of Scotland men's under 21s Like Billy Stark was Not a bad shout mm. Lee But it was Scott uh, Gable no. So Jim Duffy got uh, that one right uh, What age is Jeremy Frimpong and you knew it, Lee, but I had to accept I your first it. answer. You said I 17. Know. He turned 19 yesterday. 
Yeah. So I know, I'll just get a flashback literally a second later after I said <laughs> I, I heard them mention on TV at the weekend he's 19 yeah, this week. I wasn't sure exactly when. So there we go. 2 0 to Jim Duffy, but Lee pulled one back. Yeah. Connor Goldson came from Brighton. Ah, Brighton 2 1 at the moment. That. Which German team did Daniel Stendel start his managerial career? It was Hanover. Jim Duffy goes 3 1 in front. Which Scott was in Chelsea's 98 Cup Winners Cup final squad? When was your time at Chelsea, Jim? In 99, was it Craig Burley? Steve Clark. Oh, was it Stevie? Was it? It was a Scotland oh, manager. Stevie was there when I was there. There we go. So, I should have got that. <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> uh, what nationality is Joe Lewis? Again, kind of close, but he is English, I'm afraid. So Jim Duffy's uh, stretching ahead. And you were toss of a coin on the last one. Was it Craig Gordon? Was it Scott Bain? Mm-hmm. It was actually Scott Bain. So Jim no, got all, <laughs> all the, the marginal ones, but that's what it's all about. And I'm afraid he's done you. I think that was a 5 1 victory for Jim Duffy. Five, one. Hard lines, Lee. No, that's fine. Oh, Lee. Cheers, Cheers, Lee. Lee. That was Lee in Springburn. I'm feeling generous. I'm going to cut my bit of slack. I think that was a that was a good performance for somebody who only got one. Yeah, well, no, good so, questions. I yeah. like those questions, actually. <laughs> I really am. I'm, I'm being kind, but he was kind of close on a few. Christmas, them, you've got to be. Yes, you know, absolutely. Five uh, one in the end on beat the pundit. So there we go. Same time tomorrow. If you want to try and win yourself the same ball, uh, make sure you get in touch. Uh, right, let's go to Romania. Don't say that very often. Let's speak to Alison Conroy. She's just been speaking to Neil Lennon. How are things over there, Alison? Very cold, Gordon. Very, very cold here in Romania, but absolutely great. Celtic have arrived here. Neil Lennon has left a few players behind, as we expected to happen. Scott Brown, of course, he's suspended, so he hasn't travelled. Um, Callum McGregor, one of the other ones who's been left behind. Fraser Forster, Tom Rogic, Odson Edward and Ryan Christie all haven't travelled to Cluj for this game tomorrow night. Of course, Celtic with nothing to play for in the sense that they've already won the group. So Neil Lennon can experiment a bit, give some youth players a chance, but he says it's about ending this campaign without losing a game. No, we've got a strong team, but um, you know we've got um, Robertson and Dembele in the squad, Savory in the squad. Um, but whether they start's uh, another thing. And the likes of Griffiths, you know, Sinclair... Uh, Beaton, Bauer, uh, Craig Gordon, you know, they'll all feature tomorrow night. We're here to be competitive and we're here to win. And um, we have had a fantastic campaign and we know we have to respect the competition. And, you know, we uh, we take a huge amount of pride in what we've done and we want to finish the campaign on a high if we can. Were there any clues within it, Alison, as to, you know, who, who starts games? You, you hear the word featured, but that can mean a number of things. There's been a lot of focus on the phones tonight regarding Lee Griffiths. Is this the game that he comes back in to start? Any clues as to who we might see play the majority of the game? We know Craig Gordon will definitely start this game tomorrow night. He's already said that. He mentioned Lee Griffiths and said that he is one of the players who needs game time and he will be given a chance tomorrow night, but wouldn't say whether he will start or whether he will be on the bench. So he wasn't giving too much away because remember Cluj still need to take something tomorrow night if they want to join Celtic in the last 32 of the competition. They need a point because Lazio can still be the team that finishes second as well. So although the pressure's off, he doesn't want to give too much away to Cluj as well. I was here earlier for Dan Petrescu's media conference as well. He thinks that Celtic will make it difficult for them tomorrow night and he's tipping them for some big things this season. Yeah, I heard that from Dan Petrescu, didn't we? Talking about um, winning the the competition, which is quite quite high praise. How do what what about the 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 approach then, Alison? When he talks about just not losing the game, is that 
is that the sort of is that is that the main aim given that Celtic have had such a successful campaign so far? Is it, did he mention anything about the approach? It's about winning the game for him tomorrow night. He doesn't want to just turn up and look for a draw. He says the pressure's off. The players have got a chance to to impress. It wouldn't ordinarily feature for Celtic as well. They've never won in Romania either, so that's another incentive. And of course, Cluj knocked him out of the Champions League playoffs earlier this season. Um, so this is the, the second time that they've been in Romania this season. So although they've won the group and although the, the pressure's off, there's still a few things for Celtic to play for here tomorrow night. Any talk of, you know, Sunday and, and what that's done for morale or anything going forward? Nope, there was no talk of Sunday. It's like it's well, been forgotten already and they want to focus on Cluj and the Europa League and then all eyes will be on that draw on Monday to find out who they'll get in the last 32 in February. Any Celtic fans going over, what can they expect? I've seen your social media posts. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just like any other European city at this time of year. It's cold. There are Christmas lights and markets everywhere. Is that is that just about cover it? They, they absolutely love a fairy light enclosure I have to say it's a beautiful city it's very cold but it's dry I think around a thousand Celtic fans are expected here I think there's 750 tickets for the away end but there's also a neutral end in the stadium so I think the majority of the fans coming over will get a ticket in fact quite a lot of the Celtic fans were on our flight yesterday so I think they've come for a full-on city break to Cluj for this one just making the most of it going to the Christmas markets and soaking up a little bit of the atmosphere as well and also there are two stadiums in Cluj they need to make sure they don't go to the wrong one Oh right okay yeah sound advice that was a wish you were here with Alison Conroy in Romania thank you very much for giving us the update we heard there from Neil Lennon listening to some of the players who he says you know could feature there's some some Really young, inexperienced players there. He mentioned was it Scott Robertson, yeah, uh, Grant Savory, yeah. you know, players that I don't think have any. I remember Scott Robertson made it onto the bench in one of the recent mm-hmm. domestic games. But how difficult is it as a manager, Jim, to get that balance between clearly putting out a weakened team? And I don't think that's been disrespectful, but you're, you're leaving all your main players yeah. behind um, and then trying to get that message or, or that belief that you can still go on and do something in the match. Yeah, I mean, again, it's up to the mentality of the players. I mean, the players can can do one or two things. They can go out there and say, listen, I want to be part of this, you know, successful side as it is at the moment and uh, a team that, that can, you know, we, I can be a, a player that can be competitive and when required, you know, impact, you know, how the season goes. Or, well, listen, you're only putting us in there now because you're giving all those other guys a rest and you can be a wee bit moody. So it all really depends on on the players themselves. But um, listen, you know, there's there's no way in the ball Celtic can have the same edge. It's just one of those things that happens in football. You see it time and time again. Job's done. You know, they'll go there. They'll be as professional as they can be when the game starts. But you know, Clues will see this as an opportunity. Um, there's no there's no doubt about it to 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 try and get a positive result. If Celtic come away with a, a, a draw tomorrow night, I think it's a good result. Um, because as I said, um, you know, the there will be a lot of changes and after the, the, the game, you know, they wouldn't have had much time to prepare. So a lot a little bit of kinda maybe a wee bit disorganised as well, just in terms of but listen, the players they're putting in, Sinclair, Griffiths, Beaton, guys like that, they're all experienced players. So they should know how to deal with it and uh, they should know what's expected of them. Uh, let's take a call. Alec is a Celtic fan on the line. Who are you thinking might get a run out tomorrow, Alec? Who would you like to see? Uh, well, I would hopefully like to see Sinclair, and I think uh, you touched on that earlier, that he was maybe going to get a game. Yeah. I would also like to see some of the uh, 
well, Lee Griffiths, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know what's going on there. But I'd love to see like, some of the young guys getting a game you know, for a wee bit of European experience, such as uh, uh, the boy McEnroy. I've seen him a couple of times. He looks good. And uh, obviously, uh, the obvious one would be uh, Karamoko Dembele. But there's a couple of others that I like as well. That big uh, Afalabi, he looks a right handful. And maybe even Okoflex. Yeah, I think listening to Neil Lennon, it looks like Grant Savory, Scott Robertson, Karamoko Dembele, they would be the main ones that are, are likely. Those other guys that Alec mentions clearly are, are doing enough in the academy that, that Alec's taking notice of them. What about Karamoko Dembele? It's been a strange, because you forget that he, he came in at the end of, well, you don't forget, but he came in at the end of the last the season. The final, he was on the bench in the Scottish yeah. Cup final yeah. and actually had Celtic been a bit more comfortable mm. within the game he probably would have come on because mm. he had been coming on in the previous yeah. weeks and that was the big talk if you remember in May that was the talk in the build up to the Hearts game mm. will Karamoko Dembele get on in the Scottish Cup final mm. a couple of months on the new season starts I think he had injury problems Celtic are flying they're winning the League Cup they're doing great things in Europe so you don't perhaps think about it as much Jim but will the rest of the season do you, would you expect to see him if he's well, he is still very young. Let's let, let's um, you know make sure we you know we we understand that. But and also the competition ahead of him. Um, for enough, you know we, we have the, the the TV on here and it's like Phil Foden. You know every time we hear um, Guardiola speaking, he speaks so highly of him and he keeps saying he apologises all the time for not giving them more game time. Mm. He's got De Bruyne and Gudin and all these kind of guys in front of him and Bernardo Silva and Davis Silva etc. And Karamoko Dembele's a little bit similar in the sense of how many top players he's got in front of him so if he's a, if he's a winger Celtic's got a host of wingers and obviously bring in Elanoussi as well um, who, who alright he was maybe not fully fit at the weekend but he's done very very well James Forrest is, is almost a gimme um, for most weeks Sinclair's still there Zved's still there Lewis Morgan's now Mikey Johnson so it's it's very difficult to, to, to say well is he better than them? You want to promote them, you want to develop them. But I, I again I think he might be a player that may have to go and loan uh maybe at the turn of the year. Uh, or he certainly may have to consider it. Um because mm. if he wants first team experience, I can't see him getting it at Celtic anytime soon. It's gonna be an interesting period for him, Mark, because he is sixteen, as Jim mentions, he's not seventeen till February. That's exactly. that's extremely young. Yeah, However, yeah. The, the the perception that we've been given from this player As he's been growing up Is that the hopes are that he's genuinely going to be An, an elite player You know, the, the you know top of the, the game sort of thing in, in future years And those guys They tend to come through and make an impact at 17 Or, yeah. or, or thereabouts Yeah, you, you would expect to To see him if the progress is what As you say, what we were led to believe Last year then You would expect to to, from, to be getting into the first team The second half of the, the season And pushing if he does, then that doesn't make you say the boys, you know, not in the right track or whatever. Because we say he's going to be seventeen yeah, in still February. So but young, isn't it? If he's looking at, I suppose, if you're Dembele, and it'll be a good thing actually. We don't say, well, the manager's got faith in Frimpong, Frimpong throwing yeah. him in. Yeah, you know, Frimpong's they're a good signed example. Boyer, they're saying, you know, yeah. So there's a kid there that they've brought in. So, so mm. actually, age isn't a barrier. Mm. If you're showing that you're good enough, you'll get your chance. Alec, you mentioned Scott Sinclair. He was a name that used to come up on the show all the time. But as the weeks have ticked by. Are the Celtic fans starting to realise that his days at num- are numbered, or do you still have hope that he can play a part going forward? I, I still have hope he would come back because I think he was a, a brilliant player, and I don't know what the issue was. I don't know if he was wanting a move, and Neil Lennon didn't think he was committed enough. Uh, but I would give him another go, definitely, because he's a class act, and he always seemed to produce it against Rangers, which obviously is our biggest uh, rivals. 
I think I like it, you know, the emergence of Mikey Johnson. There'll be a bit to play it in as well. You know what I mean? He, 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 when he came in and he just looked like a, a young emerging talent, which he is. And I think that that's something that's always been in Celtic's kind of DNA, really, is to try and promote them. And, and perhaps, obviously, the, you know, you know, Sinclair's still there if required. But I think if the if the if the possibility or the or the choices are now between a young player like Dembele, like Mikey Johnson, who are in are in the system, um, against someone like Sinclair, I think that the younger players now, if they're you know, obviously proving that they're good enough, um, will get the nod. And, and I think the vast majority of Celtic fans, mm-hmm. I think, enjoy that. He got any future at all for you, Mark Weedy? Any any meaningful future? Should I say, Scott Sinclair? No, no. no I, I I think you know. I think he was maybe close to being away in August, and I, I would expect a bit of interest um, in him in January. So yeah, I think um, I think uh, Scott Sinclair's time's good, and you know, for three million pounds that they spent to get him from Aston Villa, I think. Excuse me, a fantastic bit of business. Really, really good top player for Celtic. Alec and Summerson, thank you very much for your call. Stay in touch. We'll speak to you soon. It's 01419511025 in the phones. Over on Twitter, we are at Clyde SSB. What a teaser we had last night. One of the most <laughs> difficult ones, I would say. And by the way, tonight's isn't far behind. This is tough. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was looking through them and I thought, I feel like you two have got some of these answers in you. That's what I'm going to say. So we're looking for 11 men. It's got a managerial theme. And we'll give you the question next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Celtic and Rangers in Europe on Clyde One with Ladbrooks.com. Download the app and score a tap in. Please gamble responsibly. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi here with me, Gordon Duncan. We've heard from Stephen Gerrard, we've heard from Neil Lennon. We're building up to. A big night of Europa League action Not quite two big games in, in the sense that we've had in previous weeks Celtic have done their business It will be a much changed squad tomorrow But for Rangers So much to play for And Stephen Gerrard talking as well About potentially Well he will He'll sign a new contract very soon That's the news We brought you at the top of the show On tonight's teaser Tricky one I must say Now since 92-93 So it's the start of the English Premier League era But 92-93 11 men have managed an English team And have played for either Hearts or Hibs Now there's a method to the madness Because we're going to hear from Daniel Stendel very soon The new Hearts manager So since 92-93 11 men have managed an English side And have played for either Hearts or Hibs Okay I'll give you one Go A.D. Boothroyd Oh my goodness He's went straight in with one of the most difficult ones I'm impressed A.D. Boothroyd Well well done yeah, he's managed Watford, Colchester, a number of teams, and actually played for Hearts in '92. So there you go. There you go. Well done. That was a tough one. Mm-hmm. See, that's just shown off. If I'm being honest, mm-hmm. he going straight in with the hardest one. Oh, it was the first one. I can't think of another one. What was the first one? That You've even done out. it alphabetically on my answer sheet, which is making me suspicious that you've seen it. But uh, Aidy Boothroyd, yes, there are easier ones than him, and there are some definitely so some tricky well, ones. Yeah, it's just the Premiership. Uh, no, 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 no. Just it just so England. happens that that's the era. It's just managed. Oh, right. Okay, right. So well, eleven, Levine, men, then. eleven men. Managed have... in England, yeah, because Craig Loom's at Craig Leicester. Leicester. Yeah. Yes. Mm. So it can be any level. Yeah. Right. Okay. So it's just an English. Initially, side, we're it's, thinking it's no, it's no. It's, it's just that that's that's the time frame. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ninety two. Ninety three. Any club in England. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, must be a Hibs one But it's just to clarify They must have done both things since ninety two ninety three. So they must have managed an English team since then and played for. Hearts or Hibs Since then Yeah 
1992-93 For instance Jim Jeffries yeah. Has managed the English team Since then But he played for Hearts way, Prior way right, So he doesn't right, count Right okay Both okay. things must be Since 92-93 right, well, So I'll give you another one um, Late Ray Wilkins Yes Managed QPR and Fulham Played for Hibs 96-97 Bobby Olmson Did he do that? No Alright listen That's a good start 3 out of 11 I'm actually quite impressed with you I must admit So that's 3 of the 11 You can help us If you want to play along At Clyde SSB Send over your answers We will hear from Daniel Stendhal soon Some interesting stuff Coming out of Hearts At the moment Let's check in with Davey First though Davey's in Pollock What's on your mind Davey? Uh, how you doing guys? Merry Christmas when it comes everybody Same to you Davey Very kind well, this is, I'd like you to give this to Jim Duffy, to be honest with you, because I know he's an ex-manager, okay, so... He's still, he's still a manager. No, he's still a manager, sorry, but <laughs> he's he done a great job, he done a great job doing it, uh, Martin, my nephew, was, my nephew played for him at the time, Pizzo McDonald. Oh, I, Peter, yeah, he's a good guy. Right, yeah. so I'm asking, do you think Gerard changes his team too much? Do you think he's got his favourites, considering, I mean, the, the people within the office here, for six weeks were ranting raving how Cadix had played? Uh, and then all of a sudden he's dropped He's out the team for two months And then he turns in on Sunday When when Rangers needed a goal Apart from the before I'm talking about Greg Stewart Who scored two goals two weeks before And played out his skin Any time he's, he's asked to play But yet didn't he play him It's the same as Edmondson Outstanding centre half I go, I go to Liverpool games I'm a Liverpool fan My, boy, my brother goes to Ibrox And he said Edmondson was outstanding but yet he doesn't play them all. He sticks by Tabena, who's a, a right back, and I think he's what you were saying earlier on the show that we concede goals when we're away abroad and it cost us dearly. And I, I would I would reckon against the young boys, Tabena sell two of them. Against um, the Fair North, he sell one. So I think it's about time we gave the armband away to somebody else and put him on the side of the park for a while. I feel like we've sort of done this James Tavernier thing, and he's not he's not made any of those mistakes. That recently to, to sort of add to it But listen it's, It still clearly bubbles away What about the Greg Stewart one I know a lot of people um, There's not a real disappointment In terms of the way Rangers went about it Because they played very well on Sunday But I have noticed one or two saying Not sure about the changes Not sure about Brandon Barker mm-hmm. Should Greg Stewart have been introduced I mean again Listen Managers do favourites Of course they do <laughs> You know they, they, they work with them every day And there's sometimes You like a certain player Fans are different I mean if you ask any Any group of fans It's rarely they would all pick The same 11 players You know they, There's always one player That somebody likes Someone doesn't So yeah but in, And in a game When Celtic were down to 10 men He's maybe thinking Barker's pace And stretching the game And obviously at that time Celtic put Ayer to right back And he's maybe thinking Can we get it out to him It didn't work out that way But maybe in his head That's the kind of way He's, he's, he's thinking um, But you know In terms of You know f- Favourites it's not favourites in the sense uh, that you do it because you don't like the other guy. It's just a preference. I, you know, I think that I, that's the word I would use rather than a favourite, Davy. It's, it's a preference. His preference of a partnership is Golson and Hollander has been. A lot of Rangers fans, we we you know we, we listen to on the program think that Katic is a better option. But the, the bottom line is when you you have a your manager like Stephen Gerrard, you've got to trust him. You've got to believe in him and you've got to believe that he gets the vast majority of decisions right. He won't get them all right. No manager does. But if he gets the majority of them right and the big calls, that's the ones. You know, if he makes a substitution, does it impact the game? Can it impact the game? How does it? How do they impact the game over the course of a season? No, over just one game against, say, Celtic. So 
I think he's got a, a preference of certain players. Um, I don't see uh, James Tavernier losing the armband at all. I think actually, if anything, he's actually shown a wee bit um, more of a captain's leadership over recent months when he had the criticism and it might have been easy for him to get into shell but he didn't I think he stood up to be counted I think he actually said he wanted to continue to take the penalties all these kind of things so I think that actually shows a wee bit of strength in the guy so and I think he's improved as well he's made he's made very few really crucial errors over the last uh, maybe six or seven weeks uh, Mark well in fact I'll throw this back to David David you mentioned Katic he is Probably going to play tomorrow Because Philippe Palander's out So can you see him Taking this chance And, and staying in there For the foreseeable But that's the point I'm trying to make to Jim At this one in time He did take his chance He took his chance At Ibrox And he was outstanding mm. And then he was left back Out the team again mm. You know To me yeah, in I, any think, case, I think he was injured I think he, he, he was injured initially I think Davy. I think so And that, that maybe He lost his place initially I think so Right okay I think we'll leave it there Thank you very much That was Davey in Pollock He's a Liverpool fan Keeps a close eye on Rangers Thank you as always for the call Davey 01419511025 On the lines uh, Twitter is at Clyde SSB Let's hear a bit from Daniel Stendel Shall we The new Hearts manager He's looking to change Their style of play He wants to excite The Hearts supporters He also hopes The more attacking style Will help the fans Come to Tynecastle. Any jambos out there What do you think 01419511025 For me it's the first That we changed The game On the pitch I cannot say we win the next uh, three games, but uh, I think we, we can show more confidence, more, more playing active, more <coughs> playing in front, and uh, that, you, that you can see this, the hearts game, this the hard style. And um, yeah, we, we want to excite the, 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 the fans and that the, after the game say, okay, it was a nice game, I came uh, next week back, and uh, this is what we want. And yeah, and in the end, we, we want to win games, and when we win more games than we lose, then I think we, we can uh, step up to the table. This is Glasgow, in case you hadn't noticed, and when a manager of another club gets appointed on a weekend like this, it, it will always go under our radar a little bit. On another week, we would have really been given this a bit more focus, so this is the first time we've had to get your in-depth thoughts in terms of what you make of it as an appointment. Yeah, it's been a bit protracted, I think a bit dragged out, but but it seemed to be the one that Anne Budge and the, the Hearts directors had focused on from, from pretty much day one. Uh, I, I'm not quite sure why it took so long, but listen, that that's the guy that uh, they believe can transform Hearts' fortunes, and I think he's got a tough job. Uh, I think not only you know do they need to get back winning, but they need to get the, the Hearts fans behind them again. There seems to be... You know, a bit of a malaise there. You know, I don't know what happened, um, you know, both under um, Craig Levine and, and obviously Austin McPhee, but but there just seems to be something not quite right at Hearts just now. And I think that, um, you know, they'll have to they'll have to make sure, well, they'll have to make sure this guy's the right guy. But it's a big risk. You know, he's, he doesn't know anything about Scottish football. He doesn't know anything about Hearts. He's admitted that. You know, so therefore, uh, mate, it's going to take him the best best will in the world. It's got to take you a couple of months because you've got to know the whole squad. You've got to see the whole squad well, try to play games. Hearts have a big squad as well, yeah. don't they? They might, yeah. it might not seem yeah. like it at times because people say they're, they're lacking quality at the moment, but they've yeah. got a lot. But of you've got young players to look at, and you've got, and then also you've got you know potential players. But you, you know you don't know which potential players to look at because you have to assess your own players first and see, you know the the, the competition that's out there, the budget, all these kind of things. So. 
it is a, is a risk I think it is a risk um, if it pays off fantastic but uh, I do think that uh, the time factor um, will definitely be you know <laughs> the games will fly past quickly mm-hmm. um, you know and uh, I think the next three four weeks is going to be absolutely pivotal in uh, Bradardby coming up as well yeah. I think they've got a visit to, to Celtic Park so he's got, he's got a tough uh, a tough schedule but before the, the winter break and he'll need to as you know Jim he'll, he'll be working every hour available because he's got to assess everything and then do what he thinks needs to be done in January when the window's open yeah, but it's hard to squeeze all into that mm-hmm. period of time Matt, as I said weather conditions can change all sorts of things I mean, they've got good facilities they've got a great infrastructure um, but in terms of confidence in terms of the players and also the style by all accounts, he wants to play a more flamboyant, you know, open style. But do Hearts have the players exactly. to play that? I'm, I'm not yeah. quite so sure. Mm. Uh, Anne Budge says she's seen nothing to suggest that they owe Barnsley compensation for Daniel Stendhal. She's also delighted they finally got their man. Says his passion was clear from the first interview. I was as frustrated, if I can use that word, as everybody else that, you know, the process was taking some time. But I said at the outset it would take as long as it took. And we wanted to do it properly. So, yep, we got here and it was, I'm sure, going to be worth the wait. Why Daniel? Track record, but almost more importantly, his passion, uh, which came across very, very clearly during the interview process. As well as that, I think we decided we wanted to try something a little bit different. And can you clarify where we're at with this Barnsley situation? As far as you're concerned, is the ball in their court? Yes, for sure. I mean, I'm sure you've all read... The statement that Barnsley put out, I'm sure you've all read the statement that I put out, and you've all read the statement that Daniel's put out. So, as far as I'm concerned, we're getting on with business. If they pursue compensation, mm-hmm. you, you say that you will contest that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you're, you're satisfied that your lawyer's advice is watertight? I'm satisfied that at this point in time, we've had nothing to suggest that there is any compensation due and on that basis I'm carrying on Spotted a raised eyebrow from you at one point in that gym which point was it? I think um, it was Anne Budge you know saying saying uh, you know when, the, when he was asked she was asked about um, the reasons why you know um, and obviously passion's fine but um, you know in terms of uh, anything else you know uh, it's I suppose that I'm sure there's a, there's a lot of people that probably put their, their application in they, they would have a better CV in term, terms of uh, you know experience so it was um, the track record but... yeah the track record you know but listen you know I've said many times now it's, it's about a fit sometimes you can have a great track record and you don't particularly fit that club so if, if, if she got that vibe and she's the owner and sometimes that's what it takes you're sitting facing someone face to face you think I like that person I like that person that's the one I want regardless of whether you know you've got maybe another 10 so called better CVs in front of you that's the guy that seems to you know just mm. just gives me the vibes and, and that's the guy I believe in well, so fair enough what do you make of the fact Mark Guidi that Craig Levine and Austin McPhee will be sharing the sporting director's role on a temporary basis until such times as they appoint someone else is that is that healthy moving forward can you see why people would be concerned that that's maybe not the clean break that people were hoping for yeah you can see why there would be a, a bit of concern um what is the situation then with, with Stendhal's backroom staff? Has so he brought moment, backroom staff no, with him? He's, not he's, at the moment, he's working with... So is he keeping on Austin McPhee as like his assistant? Currently, yeah, I, I don't okay. know how, how that may change. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's. I just thought at the outset, the message that I thought was coming from Hearts was, you know, technical director, director of football, you want to call it, put that in place first, you know, your building blocks, and then 
that person would be involved in the process of selecting the new manager. Just like Jim saying there, we had Budge sitting down with somebody. Mm-hmm. You'd want the technical director and the head coach to have that relationship as well, where they where they click. Um, so it, it, it might be a wee bit back to front, but the bottom line at the moment for Hearts, they need to just go and start winning games. Uh, Gordon, it's been a poor year. It's been a poor 2019. All they got the Scottish Cup final, but over the piece results haven't been good enough. And uh, they're obviously banking and, and Stendhal being the man to change that so There is still a bit of uncertainty perhaps Jim Because Austin McPhee was the assistant He was then interim manager He still maybe has maybe his hat in the ring yeah. for, for the sporting director mm-hmm. And at the moment he's going to share it with Craig Levine I think Austin McPhee's looking after The likes of video analysis and recruitment He was already mm-hmm. doing some of that work According to Ann Budge uh, Craig Levine focused mostly on the youth academy And and so on. It might only be for a short period of time But can you see why people are Perhaps not delighted with that Yeah it just seems a wee bit messy for me I mean if Craig Levine with all his experience I'm sure he can do the job So let him do the job <laughs> A sporting director until such times If you want to bring someone else in I don't think you need two Two temporary sporting yeah, directors Is that not to the, share the, the Craig Levine thing I mean if, you, if you're uh, Daniel Stendhal And your yeah. previ- the, the previous manager is, is, it is the Two previous director? managers yeah. You know, so you've got two now, not just one. And, you know, again, or if I you think, think she said she wanted to really get clear if one person could do it all or what the sporting director role would look like in the future. Well, mm. yeah, I, I looking at other clubs, <laughs> the vast, vast majority, I don't know anybody that's got two, even the big clubs have one. You know, they might have assistants and, mm. you know, obviously the huge clubs have assistants, but. One or two other people might have diff- different kind of people focusing on. I think uh, you know Rangers. You might have a, a head of recruitment, and you might have someone who deals with it as a sporting director with all other aspects of the club. But to me, it just seems a wee a wee bit too cluttered. And I think when a new manager comes in, you want a, a clean slate. Right, speaking of football in the capital, since ninety two ninety three, eleven men have managed an English side and have also played for either Hearts or Hibs. Good response on Twitter, by the way, Sean. El Hamed's throwing some guesses in Matthew Breckenridge Barry Finlayson Colin Moffat So there's some good attempts coming in You've got Eddie Boothroyd Craig Levine And Ray Wilkins The other one I, I mean I don't know if I can't remember if he played or not But it was George Budley No I know George was managed But I couldn't remember if he played first No uh, Davy Weir Mm-hmm um. John Hughes Yes, yeah, Hartlepool, Hibs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay. Uh, I throw a left field one, and I, I don't think I'm right because I don't think he's managed, but he might have maybe down the league. John Burridge? No. <laughs> so you've got Boothroyd, Hughes, Levine, Weir, Wilkins. One, two, three, four, five, six to go. I'll give you some thinking time. We'll get the answers next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. On tonight's full time teaser, Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi are giving it a really good go. It's a good question. If you want to hear your question on the show in the future, the address you need is fulltime at Clyde1.com. That's fulltime at Clyde1.com. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes, uh, I don't use the questions the day after they're sent Because that's impossible Sometimes they get saved up And it can change some of the answers So since 92-93 11 men have managed an English league side And have played for either Hearts or Hibs You've got Eddie Boothroyd John Hughes Craig Levine Davy Weir Ray Wilkins We should add Michael O'Neill to the list Because when the question was sent in About five weeks ago Michael O'Neill hadn't managed an English team But he now has So we'll just add him on as a wee 
wee bonus at the end. You've still got one, two, three, four, five. Is that because we told five. you that one, Gordon? You might have gave us a wee back credit for it. You, well, you suggested it during the break, and yeah. I thought, yeah, that, that. that sounds right. Yeah. So you've still got five <laughs> others, no, six others to get. Yeah, we think um, there's a couple running about the kind of same era, which is uh, Gary Caldwell and Stephen Presley. Brilliant. Well done. Gary Caldwell managed Wigan and Chesterfield, played for Hibs. Um, Stephen Presley managed Coventry Fleetwood Carlisle, played for Hearts. Okay. Derek Adams? No. No. And not that long ago, I think uh, Robbie Nielsen. Mm, yes, MK Dons and Hearts. Well done. Is that only Many have we got now? three to get? Three to get. Remember, we added Michael O'Neill mm. on. Okay. Okay, I'll give you some more thinking time. Let's speak to Andy and Denison. Hi, Andy. Hi, guys. How you all doing? Not too bad, Andy. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I was listening earlier on. I heard the guy call up. Uh, he was making a point about... Well, he was trying to ask you guys who's done better, Celtic or Rangers. I think the bottom line is that Celtic have done amazing things. They've won their group. They've gone through with two games to spare. They're undefeated so far. Rangers... I've also done amazing. Last season, even qualifying for the competition was a success. They're gunning for it tomorrow. Uh, they've got good wins against uh, Porto. And was it, was it Feyenoord they beat at Ibrox as well, I think? Yes. Um, but the, the, the coefficient is the most important thing here. If you want to talk about money, sure, you get good. You get a good wee purse from getting into the Europa League. But it, it's all about the Champions League. And having two teams competing to get into that is the ultimate goal. So I, I wouldn't really bother about... Comparing the two, well, we tried not to, Andy, but unfortunately, uh, you know, um, some people try to try to pin you. But no, we, we both think that um, if, if Rangers get that that point tomorrow, which is required, it would be an outstanding achievement. And you're right, you know, from from Scottish football, whether it's domestic, whether it's international football, everything you know gets you know. There's more money goes into the game. There's more interest in the game. It's easier for sponsorship. Um, it generates, um, you know, money. It filters through to every level of the game. Uh, the higher profile they get, it helps the managers, their profile, the players, and the revenue, the money, everything is better. So, hundred percent agree with you for coefficient. If we can manage to get two teams back from where we were, not that long ago, you know, we, we you know, we're scrambling about trying to get any, you know, just happy to to be in the the Europa League. If we can get two teams back in the the Champions League, it would be absolutely um, superb. So let's hope that both teams continue the good work. Celtic's already done it, as we know. Let's hope Rangers um, get over the line tomorrow. Mm. And we both think that they will. And then have another positive result in the last 32. And I think that's the one, is it, Gordon? I think if both teams win their next ties, that's that. That's yeah, I think we need it. two. It looks like we need two wins at the yeah. moment to secure so, that. So that one team could win two. Spot. But yeah. yeah. Um, and of course, th- this is where the coefficient thing can be a bit difficult, Mark, because they've both done great things. So yeah. you can't take anything away. They are the reason that the coefficient is looking good this season. But there does become a point where, you know, if you're Celtic. Neil Lennon's trying to win the game tomorrow But it's not as if he's going to say Right I'm just going to burn out Ryan Christie and Callum McGregor and Scott Brown Because we need even more coefficient points You know it doesn't doesn't quite work like that He's left a whole host of first team players at home Yeah it's not the It's a nice bonus But it's not the priority um, for him But I think they'll get the wins Over the course I think the Scottish teams will get the wins that they need Um, And to have You know two in the Champions I remember What it'll be about a decade ago Two Mm -hmm. teams Walter Smith and uh, Gordon Strachan's teams Were both Mm -hmm. Um, and in the Champions League, so yeah, it would be absolutely, it'd be thrilling to to have two teams going going for the the Champions League spots, being the the, the qualifiers, you no, know, during July and August, it'd be absolutely brilliant. Uh, Andy, what are you thinking? You're a Celtic fan, I believe. So from tomorrow's point of view, fringe players perhaps getting a 
a look in Who would you like to see get a run out? Oh well it's really exciting they're doing that um, It's probably unlikely uh, But I wouldn't mind seeing Karamoko Dembele Start Or even if he got a run out You know 60 minutes in or whatever uh, And then you mentioned that uh, Was it Robertson? Scott Robertson? Mm-hmm. Yep I, guys like that I think it's brilliant That we're in a position That uh, we can put these guys Onto the pitch Bring them over For a European away game uh, Excellent experience For the young guys uh, So as many of them As possible But you have to strike That balance between You know Not playing a team Full of kids You need to have a few guys In there So the likes of Sinclair As well I think Should definitely start Yeah what might Celtic's midfield Look like tomorrow Jim Near Beaton And Sham Jam, Near yeah. Beaton and Cham Would that be the sort of Holding two And then you may be looking At one of the The wider guys To play more centrally Whether you know A Mikey Johnson A Lewis Morgan Taking up that Ryan Christie role Yeah I think I think Mikey Johnson Would be the most likely To, to take that role up there um, Behind Lee Griffiths With maybe Scott Sinclair um, On the other side Forrest has travelled Yeah James Forrest yeah, has he's, travelled He's still gone He's one of could, the few could, Yeah I don't see him Taking Forrest over there Not playing him Not starting him So I would guess Maybe Forrest and Clare In the wide areas Mikey Johnson Behind Lee Griffiths And Cham And, and, and Beaton So I mean It's not It's not a bad <laughs> yeah. group of players yeah, You know bow, to have Bower at right uh, back You'll, right you'll back, still yeah. have um, and, Ayer playing yeah. And Greg, uh, yeah. Greg Taylor Will play at left back yeah. Probably No, no Greg Taylor's I think he's, he's Yeah not, he can no. He can yeah, play He played the last one Didn't he Oh yeah you're right You're right sorry And Craig Gordon in goals You know so Listen It'll still be a It'll still be a strong team Mm-hmm. There we go. Thank you very much to Andy and Dennison uh, for his call. 01419511025. I think that's probably uh, going to be the last one for tonight. I don't want to just shoehorn another one in there and then cut them off with still in full flow. So thanks to Andy and Denniston. Um Anything big coming out of the Champions League that we need to tell people about? I think we had the. Man City won 4 1 away to Zagreb. Dinamo Zagreb. He just got a hat trick. Good time of year for him as well, really. With a name like that to be scoring a hat trick at this time of year. Yeah, of course. Good on him. Most people bringing presents to Matthew's The two wise men are here with me in the studio at the moment. Have we got time to move? I think we should move on to the teaser. Right, okay. Let me just recap the question. So since 92 93, 11 men have managed an English league side Any English league side And have played for either Hearts or Hibs So you've got Eddie Boothroyd Gary Caldwell John Hughes Craig Levine Robbie Nielsen Stephen Presley Davey Weir Ray Wilkins I should say You need to add Michael O'Neill on And make it 12 men Because he became an English league manager About a month ago um, after this question was sent into us So there we go That's fine Michael O'Neill Add him on You're still looking at one, two, three more I'll throw one at Left field Neil Poynton No No um, I'm wondering if Bizarrely Not that this is much of a clue But bizarrely Jim Duffy You mentioned this guy's son Earlier on Just in passing No We were talking about goalkeepers We were talking about Fraser Forster Oh um, Brian Gunn Brian Gunn Yeah, yeah Brian, Brian Gunn. Gunn Good shoot you, know, you mentioned Angus didn't you When we were talking yeah, about Yeah Brian took over At Norwich for a while didn't he yeah. He did And he played for Hibs In yeah. the late 90s Right two more Really tough ones Particularly because This guy's actually Had a pretty decent Managerial career In England And he's still going Quite well in the championship You just might forget That he played up here For Hearts in 2006 Alec Neil? Nope So he's not Scottish no. He came up to Hearts In 2006 And he's going Fairly well I think In the championship At the moment He's managed A couple of other English teams Was he Lee da- Johnson Yes Lee Johnson, Lee Johnson. Yeah. Played for Kelly as well Didn't he 
And the yeah. last one This is the hardest one I must say Played for Hearts in 96 And managed Coventry in 2011 That's it There's, there's no more to his clue Hearts in 96 Yeah And Coventry in 2011 He managed yeah, That's no a tough one There's no Mark Robbins No I think we can almost yeah. write this one off I think off. you just tell Tell the listeners Andy Thorne Oh yeah. big Andy Never, never got it no, Brilliant got Thank you very much to Jim Duffy And Mark Guidi We're back tomorrow night Europa League action In the company of Gordon DL And Mark Wilson In the meantime Stay right there Callum Gallagher is up next Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.